Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first depth chart for the Redskins was released at training camp over the weekend as they gear up for preseason game one against the Browns. And first, let me just say, Discussing the first depth chart put out at training camp to me is no different than going through the schedule when it's released in the spring and doing the wins and losses routine. It is that reckless and irresponsible and useless, and it is a waste of air and energy and effort and time. And so people that are going to just go through and like read the depth chart and break it down— it couldn't be less irrelevant to anything. Here's how the depth chart works. Head coaches explain this to me. By and large, this is how they do it. Who has the most experience? Whose feathers get ruffled the most if they're not at the top? If you've got a guy who's played a bunch, they're one. If you've got a guy who's played a little bit, they're two. Rookies are not going to be listed as starters, generally speaking. This is how this works. It doesn't matter. They just have to put something down. They could throw it into a hat and give it to the media if they wanted to, if it wouldn't lead to more questions. Mm -hmm. So it's utterly irrelevant. But because Colt McCoy was listed first on the depth chart, there's been a huge conversation now about whether or not he could start. I actually think there is a legitimate question to be asked about that, though, Danny, outside of this depth chart. Because it is something that there are people who cover the team, including J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, who's going to be with us today at 1, who has said all along, don't count this guy out. He could be the starter. And I think that's reasonable, by the way. I do. Jay Gruden has said as much. Now, I I think people kind of dismissed him because they drafted Dwayne Haskins. They traded for Case Keenum. Colt McCoy was just kind of the holdover who can't stay on the field and isn't that productive. But everybody's saying Colt McCoy, Mm -hmm. who for what it's worth, and I would say nothing, is listed first on the first chapter chart that came out, has a chance to start. And he might be the first guy to take a snap in the preseason against the Browns. But there's a there's a difference here. So every time Jay Gruden's at the podium and mentions running backs, he force feeds Samaj P. Run into the discussion. Even though that guy, at best, is their fourth best running back, right? Behind AP, Geis, Chris Thompson, to me, a bag of footballs, and then P. Run. But whatever. He don't forget about Samaj P. Ryan, man. He loves saying that. He loves saying don't forget about that. That's different than this Colt McCoy thing because we've got evidence. Remember. He kept going back to Colt McCoy when it was when it was rotation time when he was doing the Gruden bit, uh, his first year here. To me, that, that I think something I think is so reprehensible, but whatever. His brother did this down in Tampa Bay. He would start Chris Sims, Brian Greasy, the Ball Boy, guys off the street, whomever. He rotated quarterbacks, and every time he could go to Colt, he went back to Colt. And it was Colt's injury couldn't turn his head to the left that finally said, "Okay, I got to go back to somebody else." We've got some sample that says Jay Gruden loves Colt McCoy in that way that means not just I like having him around, but I'm going to play his butt. And that's kind of been JP's point throughout here. And I think I think it's salient. I think it's good. So this isn't just, hey, an intern is tasked with put up a depth chart and then have you know, uh, you know jerks like me flap their gums about it on the radio. This is a we've got this Jay Gruden affection. We've got a guy that's been here that's gotten, quote-unquote, raw deals every time due to injury. They thought last year their offense was going to take off once Colt McCoy got into the game. 
once we were finally relieved from the shackles of Alex Smith checking it down, Colt McCoy was going to go make some plays. West Texas football, woo! That's what we thought, right? That's what they thought internally. So, yeah, you're right in so much as us overreacting to the depth chart is probably swimming in the same lap pool as oh, the, schedule, the schedule came out, and now we're going to pick wins and losses. It is one of my pet peeves. Now, I'll say this, okay, again, because I want to be clear. I think that there is a conversation you can absolutely have today that is more than fair about Colt McCoy as the Redskins' starting quarterback. And that's kind of my point here. And if we need to use this dumb fake depth chart to do it, because people just seemingly keep dismissing him every step of the way, then I guess that's what we can use to, to get into the dialogue. But this is real. I mean, he's got a shot at this. We said this at training camp, and I think people just kind of dismissed it. We've talked about this for weeks on this show, and people have rolled their eyes. This is a three-quarterback competition. Mm -hmm. It is not Keenum versus Haskins, which is how it's been written, I think, nationally, which is how it's been talked about all over the country. The people who have been around this team since Colt McCoy showed up in 2014 know Jay Gruden likes him, and you just went through some of the specifics, but I'll give a couple others. He was the starter that emerged in 14 over Cousins and Griffin. And in 2015, the way it was described to me is Gruden just kind of said, okay, I'll go with Cousins if it means it's not Griffin. But I genuinely believe he would have liked to have given Colt McCoy the first shot in 2015 and probably would have preferred to be at that podium saying, it's Colts, Colts team. It's Colts team. Not, it's Kirk's team. Now, when Cousins lit it up in the second half of the season in 2015 and ends up carrying you to the playoffs, and then in 16 and 17 has strong seasons as well, you're not benching him. You can't take him off the field. He's one of the strengths and kind of the parts of your foundation that keeps you afloat. But what happened in 2018? Colt McCoy got back on the field. He was supposed to have been the starter, to your point, for the final month of the season. Now, the fact that he can never stay healthy, completely different part of, of this narrative. He's 32 years old. We sat down with him last week. He's very comfortable at this point, whether he gets another opportunity or not. But he's also very confident. He says, I know what Jay Gruden's going to call before he calls it. And it was a quote to us. He says, if I'm standing on the sideline with my earpiece in, I can tell you what play he's about to shuttle into the huddle before he does it. Short on some of the physical tools, it's not like he's battling Tom Brady for the job. Aaron Rodgers isn't walking through the door. It's a dude in his first month of camp in this offense, Case Keenum, who's been all over the joint as a uh -huh. backup, and a guy who's played a little bit since he was at Bullis High School playing against St. Albans. And the conversation. That's the competition. Yeah, of course. And the conversation we're going to have later on in the show that I think is very on point here is, should we be concerned at all if Dwayne Haskins isn't skyrocketing up the depth chart here sooner rather than later? I know the experience question, and I get it, and I'm all in favor of, of taking my sweet time with a guy that started 13 games since he was in the IAC, the conference that I played in in high school. That ain't great, by the way. It's not the conference that Dar played in. It's not the Catholic League. It ain't DeMatha, St. John's, and Gonzaga slapping helmets. It's a bunch of 180-pound uh, you know, shaggy-haired dudes that are going to Wesleyan, all right? I'm all in favor of that, but pretty soon I'd like him to start beating out these guys that are Jags. And that's the point here. Well, these let's are a get couple to Jags. Later. I know. My point is these two Jags are fighting, and the idea that Case Keenum, all good season in nearly a decade. But, uh, hold on. Let me, let me bring this back to what we're doing right now, though, which is why aren't people giving Colt McCoy an actual shot at and that's this? That's where I was going. Is it, It's not as if 
again, it's not Tom Brady. It's not Deshaun Watson. It's not some star that's taken over. Case Keenum has one good season under his belt. The rest has been very mediocre. He was just moved on from Denver. For a, they, they traded a different mediocre quarterback to get rid of him. And they swapped picks and picked up his salary. The idea that he's unbeatable simply because they traded for him. Colt McCoy has a shot at the job. And by the way, gave up almost nothing for him. Yeah. People are acting like they just pulled a Robert Griffin deal off. Like, you can't not start this guy. You gave up three picks. No, you didn't. You gave up next to nothing for Case Keenum. You swap picks, and they're paying a salary, basically. And you brought Case Keenum in, you can make the case, just because you weren't sure that Colt McCoy's leg would respond at that point. Mm -hmm. Insurance policy. Are you guys buying that McCoy can win this job? Let's start there. 800-636-1067. Is he actually a favorite at this point, or would you still say it's Case Keenum? Let's do that next. Who is the favorite to win the Redskins quarterback job three days ahead of the start of the preseason? It just seems like the quarterback competition in Richmond has been viewed all along as Keenum against Haskins. Mm -hmm. Does Jay Gruden go with the veteran or does he go with the kid? But Colt McCoy has been laying in the weeds. He got healthy in time for the start of training camp. He's been getting a ton of first-team reps. There have been plenty of practices, according to the reporters that are there, where he's been either the best quarterback or on par with everybody else. And he's the most comfortable in this offense. He's the one guy that knows this offense front and back. This is his sixth season working in the same offense, whereas Case Keenum has been doing this for, what, less than six months. Dwayne Haskins has been doing this for an even shorter time than Case Keenum. And here's what I'm pretty annoyed about, if that's a thing. Let's say for the sake of argumentation, your week one starter is Case Keenum. There could be people that would go back and say, you guys made much to do about nothing. See, this is Case Keenum all along. Here is the point that I am trying to make, and I don't want to speak for you, but here's the point I'm trying to make. Three-horse race. Really a two-horse race, at least it sounds like to the start of the season, between Colt and Case. That's how it sounds to me now. I, I was under the impression that Dwayne Haskins was going to start week one no matter what, because the business side would come over and dictate this is what we're going to do, and that's it, and that's all. I now don't think that way anymore. I've heard enough. It's gone long enough where now I get, I see it. I think they're going to bring him along slowly. The idea that it's just between Case Kinnon because he was traded for, where they gave up nothing and are paying him nothing, and Dwayne Haskins has always been incorrect in my mind. I think Colt McCoy is a very real threat to win this job. And win is kind of by default. That doesn't mean he's going to win it. I'm not sitting here calling my shot like Babe Ruth pointing to center field saying this is Colt's gig. Jay's going to get to the podium and tell you that it's Colt. I am not putting my huevos on the line to say that. What I am saying is people have discounted it, and I think that's wrong. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my original prediction, dating to back when they traded for him and even after that when they drafted Dwayne Haskins. I think Case Keenum's going to be your week one starter. And I think what's going to determine that is – whether he's great in the preseason or not. And I fully expect Colt McCoy to look really good in the preseason. You're operating in an offense you know very well. He's generally been excellent in the preseason, by the way. Look back through the years, second half after Cousins departs these games. Just he generally you know, lights it up to wide receivers like Cam Sims and these guys. I think he'll look very, very good. But for me, Keenum is the closer version to what they want to be, which was Alex Smith last year, which is the Hand it off. Make a couple of throws here and there. Don't beat us. Offense. To pair with this defense, which is going to be top half in the league. That just got me thinking. 
Sorry to cut you off. Do you think that that's really what they want to be? I or, think so, or, or, or do you think that was out of necessity last year? No, I think that's what they want to be. Absolutely, I think that's what they want to be. I don't think you re-sign Adrian Peterson and, and draft Darius Geis and keep Samaj P. Ryan and do some of the things that they've done from a personnel standpoint. I won't say they have neglected wide receiver, but they certainly haven't made it a priority. If you're looking to go make a, a bunch of throws in a 40-27 to 27 shootout, they have addressed their defense over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They spent a first-round pick on Montez Sweat, and they spent a ton of money on Landon Collins when people are spending less money at safety. And a good defense got better. And before that, they spent first-round picks on their defensive line and Allen and Payne. I think they've decided they're zigging when people are zagging a little bit here. They're going to run the ball and stop the run, and they're going to try to win 17, 14, 20, 17 games. I got no problem with that, by the way. I think that's a... Perfectly fine fine plan if executed properly. But Keenum gives you the better chance to do that than McCoy. McCoy's going to turn the ball over more. And I don't think Keenum is Smith. I don't think he can go out there and and, and throw, turn it. You know, he's not scared to turn it he's over, He's not going to throw eight or nine interceptions all season. He's going to be in the 12 to 13 range. Yeah. But McCoy over 16 games is going to be in the 17 to 18 pick range probably. But Keenum had 15 last year. Yeah. And, and I think that. That was in a year where I think they probably will view his film and say, hey, we don't want you to make this throw here. You see that? Don't do that. We got a defense that can win this game if, if you don't do that. But I've never thought for one second Dwayne Haskins was going to start in week one. I've always viewed him as a project. I don't really know why. It seemed to me like there were a lot of Redskins fans who thought he was like a can't-miss, elite-level, arm talent, carries him to the top of the depth chart right away guy. I saw a dude in college who had a hell of a season, unbelievable season with a bunch of great athletes and a fairly simple passing attack. And to me, there was a lot of progression that needed to happen, and I'm mm-hmm. sticking with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a handful of weeks before we see him. Still think you'll see him around midseason or earlier. Yeah. But this, to me, is still Keenum's job. I just want people to know that this idea that Colt McCoy is like the third-string quarterback who's never going to play this season, that's not how the Redskins are thinking right now. I promise you that. So here's my slightly different angle. So I I actually would disagree in part. I don't think you elevate Kevin O'Connell with the idea that you're going to run the dang ball. I don't think you don't go get a blocking tight end. You keep Vernon Davis on without the idea that you're going to try to open the offense up a little more. I don't think Jay Gruden really enjoyed last year. I think that was kind of out of necessity that they did what they did. They go, well, we got Alex Smith. He was foisted on us, Larry David style. Let's run the ball first, second, and third down. Let's check it down and punt a bunch. I think they he, he wants to do what he wants to do. He wants to do his offense. And they got Kevin O'Connell in there not to, uh, you know, call first and ten dive plays. He He's there to to, to maximize. He I don't think Kevin O'Connell's promotion has anything to do with the offense they want to run. Kevin O'Connell either needed to be promoted or they were going to lose him. And he's very smart. He's going to be a head coach in a few years. Mm-hmm. And they, they were worried about McVay 2.0. He wasn't walking out of their building. They elevated him to pass game coordinator from quarterbacks coach right. to keep him a year ago. They elevated him from pass game coordinator to offensive coordinator to keep him in the building. I don't think he's changing a whole lot about their offense. In fact, I got to talk to him very recently at camp, and he basically said, this is Jay's show. Now, I believe they're just trying to keep a guy in their building as long as possible that they think could be a really, really big-time star in this league in a couple of years. I understand that, but I guess my point is, there are voices. And there's influence, and I, I just can't see the idea that 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 Jay wants to win this very low ceiling type of way. They I, did I, it last year, and yeah, they were very okay last year. We know that. We know their ceiling was eight or nine wins and get bounced in the first round. Well, that's maybe, their ceiling now. And maybe I mean, that's what they want. He, he can't snap his fingers and make him an eleven win team that can huck it and chuck it. 
I, the best case scenario for them is doing it the way they did it last year before the Alex Smith injury. Well, we tend to agree with that. But I guess my point is, I just I don't really buy the idea that that's they think that's well maybe they do think that's their best chance. But ultimately, I don't see that being part of Jay's DNA. I see it as this is my offense. I had to compromise last year because Alex Smith was dictated to me. Now I got guys that can run my stuff. I got Colt, and that's kind of my, my argument for Colt is that the offense is going to hum, and I think they think. Maybe Case Keenum could get that to that point before too long, after enough reps in a few months in there. We don't have to run it on second and 10 to make it third and nine and before we try, trust way onto the field to get him tired from punting too much. We got some weapons. We like our, our group better than guys like me do. I, I disagree. I, I think that their plan is to run the football, and I think you saw it last year. I, I think Jay Gruden wants to do what he has to do to keep his job and to win football games. I, I don't think he's going to say, you know what, I – we probably could beat the Jets on Sunday if we go out there and we run it 55% of the time. But, man, I'd rather let Colt McCoy throw it a bunch. Like, I just I, I have a hard time believing he thinks that way. Lamar, Fort Washington, how are you? Fine. How are you, Grant? Hey, man. Good. Hey, man, it's a pleasure listening to you guys every day, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. you. Yeah, I, I think that Colt McCoy just deserves a shot. He's been here forever. And I can't believe that a guy that has IQ – that's being trained each and every day, off-season, in-season, can't get better. So I'm not saying he should be the starter day one, but I know that if he has IQ, he's going to be a better quarterback. He's not going to make the same stupid throws continuously. So I think you give him a shot. I'm not saying he should be the starter, but he has a jump on everybody. He's been in the system. He's a good passer. He can get out of the pocket. I think he's an option. Maybe not for the future, obviously, because we have a first-round draft pick, but I love the idea that they're coming along slow with the guy. Yeah, he's thanks, Lamar. He's a second division starter, meaning he's probably a starter on a team that isn't going anywhere, or he's a backup. But is Case Keenum different than that? I mean, no, really, that's, and that's, to me, that's the point here. Is I can live in a world where, for a short burst, a guy that should be a backup on a good team gets to play. You can get some cool things to happen. The second half against Dallas, on Monday Night Football, that people still bring up because they think Colt McCoy should be the starter because of that. Nobody remembers getting shut out. How terrible they were two weeks later. No one remembers the other games, but they remember how good he was against Dallas. Backups can do well in small samples. Then the world gets tape on you. Then everybody figures it out, and they figure out your kryptonite. Starters, studs, and this goes for every sport, baseball, basketball, whatever else, you keep doing it even when everyone else knows what you're doing. You could still perform at a high level even once the tape is out there. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.